This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place, and we've been caring for the homeless and needy for 99 years. We start our 99th year this year. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I'm the president and the chief executive officer of the Miami Rescue Mission. What a joy, what a pleasure, what an honor it is to join you this new year, 2021. I know 2020 has been ups and downs, and we're still facing a lot of challenges in the early part of this year. But we want to thank the Lord uh, for his goodness in our centers in Broward and Miami. Uh, We had some rough uh, times, some rough patches there during the summer months. Uh, Of course, no one is out of the woods yet. We're still waiting to see what's going to unfold. Uh, But 2020 was certainly a year that's going to go down in our memories, not because uh, of the virus as much, but because of all the pandemic uh, throughout the whole world uh, that it caused and the shutdowns and the economic problems and the health problems and, of course, and sadly, all the deaths that took place uh, throughout the world. You know, we've been serving the homeless and the needy for 99 years since 1922, I was waiting for that time, that clock to tick over to, to 2021, and uh, I plan to be here through our 100th anniversary of celebration, and our services, by the way, are needed more than ever. You know, more and more people are calling us uh, that were working but now are out of jobs, have run out of benefits. Others had part-time jobs where they weren't able to work, and so they can't afford where they're staying. And even with the moratoriums on evictions, uh, it's very difficult for many, many people to be able to exist. You know, we had just a couple weeks ago our great Christmas outreach. We do that every single year, and it's normally a time that we um, take the streets that are in front of our centers and shut them down and invite uh, people throughout the community, the homeless, the ones that are struggling, families that may be struggling to come and just have a great time where we're able to have music and entertainment and food and gifts and, and clothing and just a lot of goodies. Uh, this year, we just couldn't do that, so we replicated a little bit what we did for our great Thanksgiving outreach, and we actually had a drive-through event. Of, uh, it's our second one we've had this year where over 700 families from Broward and, and Dade uh, came through. Uh, we gave out thousands and thousands of toys, uh, thousands of uh, food items and prepared meals and clothing and just so much more, and people were so grateful. Uh, still getting emails back and notes back from those families because uh, every car that came through, of course, could have been two or three children. Some were picking up for their grandchildren. And, you know, we can't do that without our supporters in the community. We were kind of sweating a little bit there at the around December 15th, 16th. We're saying, you know, we got all these people signed up. They've all registered. They want to be there. Uh, we want to give them a nice Christmas. We want to make sure their kids are taken care of and uh, make sure they have the appropriate age-related gifts. Uh, but we were running a little short, a little shy there. And then, boy, I tell you, the Lord is so good. And people are so good that we just had an outpouring. In fact, we've got enough now that we can give out during this year with our special outreaches and, and even start for next year. So uh, when you're down to the wire, uh, the, one of the things a lot of people do is pray. 
And I believe that uh, the caring place is also the praying place. We're going to be praying for our community. We've been praying for you. We appreciate all the people that have been praying for us and for our, our men, women, and children in our centers. I believe that prayer makes a difference. You know, prayer, even if you're not a religious person, when you pray for somebody else, it shows that they matter to you and that you are concerned about them and that you're concerned about their welfare and, and their being. So we are, we are continually in prayer. You know, we are a Christian organization. I don't want to shy away from that. We're followers of Jesus Christ. But you don't have to be of any denomination or any belief system to come help volunteer, uh, to come for services or to come for any help that you might need. We believe that we want to share the love of God in practical ways. And, you know, that's really in all the major world religions, uh, caring for one another, you know, helping somebody that's downtrodden, caring for the poor, uh, giving alms and, and giving help to those that are in great need, the orphan and the widows, is, is really universal. So you may have a different mindset on how to reach God, uh, but the, the underlying premise is that we are here to care for one another. And really, as this year starts to unfold, who knows what's going to happen? You know, our mantra is going to be the best is yet to come. And we need to believe that. Even this month now, we've been told by the experts that it could be the highest death toll in our nation uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, it's so sad to see people lose their lives. And yet we have the vaccines that have come on board. Uh, and yet they are not. Uh, we have a health department, uh, uh, health centers that we have, our cl clinics, and we work with, real closely with the health department. And even those vaccines does not mean you not you can't get the virus. It just means that when you get it, you won't be becoming sick, but you can still be contagious. You can still spread it. So we're still going to see quarantine. We're still going to see people staying at home. Uh, a lot of people have been working from home. And so this is going to continue to unfold into the spring and maybe even to the summer. You know, some experts are saying this might be going to the fall, but uh, we don't want to walk by fear. We want to walk smartly. We want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to keep our centers and our people safe. We want to make sure we're sanitizing items where people are washing their hands. We have stations all throughout our centers. Uh, last year, we weren't able to have as many volunteers as we normally do. Uh, in the previous years, normally we'd have 9,000, maybe 10,000 volunteers come in. Last year, it was only about 1,000, and that was very sporadic uh, and very well done. A lot of those volunteers would, really didn't even come in contact with any of our residents or staff. They did things uh, at home and brought them to us. So as this new year comes, I don't know what your resolution is. You know, most people's resolutions are they're going to lose weight, they're going to get into a gym, they're going to get healthier. Uh, I know that many people like myself have resolutions that have lasted two or three, four, five, six years. You start off with a bang, and before you know it, uh, things just creep up on you. Life happens, and you're not able to do all the things you want to do. But I would encourage, and we're going to have some people on this program during the course of this year, that you look at yourself uh, as, and, and others uh, as far as nutrition and health. You know, one of the best ways that we can keep ourselves uh, safer and uh, really help fight off any disease is through our immune system. And we do that by simply uh, eating better, making healthier choices, and getting some exercise. And I'm not saying about just to go out and lose weight. You know, if you put on a few pounds, uh, you know, people looking at the scales. I think for myself, I've been yo-yoed up and down all my life. And uh, looking at the scales, and you put on a few, you lose a few. You put on more, and you lose a few. And you put on more, you lose a few. That really is not a lifestyle. We, we all have to come to a point where we can make a healthy choices, where we can eat better, we can get a little exercise, and that builds up our immune system. It's proven scientifically and from the medical 
um, research that our immune system is our first line of defense. And if that's weakened, as people get older and they become um, more sedentary and they're not, maybe they have asthma and they haven't taken care of themselves and high sugar levels, that really, um, really does help to the detriment of, the, of their personal health, well-being rather, that they are more susceptible to, to diseases and to catching colds and even this COVID virus. Well, I don't want to dwell on all the negative. I'm sure you have a lot going on. Again, this is a brand new year. Uh, we're going to look at it optimistically uh, in our centers in Miami and Broward. We're not as full as we could be because we just can't have as many people in the centers due to the restrictions and having the proper social distancing. Uh, but we're going to work on ways where we can get people tested quickly and then get them put into appropriate programs or refer them out. You know, as the new year begins, you can make even a greater difference. We had a tremendous uh, season during a holiday season, but we still need your help. For $2.10, uh, $2.10, you can provide a hot, nutritious meal and hope. And so you can go to our website at caringplace.org slash year end that's caringplace.org slash year end to make a, a donation today that's two dollars and ten cents for twenty one dollars you can provide twenty one meals what a great way to start the new year knowing that you're going to help someone that's in one of our programs or help someone that's still on the streets that getting ready to come to our program because we're still doing our daily feeding uh with con f food containers uh, every day to about 200 people and with that they're also getting some encouragement uh, i would i would just be so happy for you to go today. Some out there that are listening uh, could give $1,000, could give $2,000. Uh, but for $21, you do 10 meals and hope. And it helps us. You know, these, this is a tough time for us right now. In the beginning of the year, all the giving has is, is been done pretty much. But we still need to operate 365 days, 24 hours each day. Well, God bless you. And stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD. For more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm excited and, and grateful at the same time. We have our wonderful Grant Cardone, uh, CEO of Cardone Enterprises, with us today via phone. And uh, welcome, Grant. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. It's always good to spend time with you. The last time we were together, I had a blast. Yes, thank you so much. And I have to thank you once again. I know it's been a minute now, uh, but I, I cannot forget the truckload of turkeys and non-perishable food items that you sent our way. Uh, we are very, very grateful for that. But I, I want to hear about Cardone Enterprises. Tell me all about you and your business. Yeah, so we're located right here in Aventura. We have 150 employees. I moved my company here to Miami uh, from Los Angeles about seven, maybe eight years ago. And uh, I actually was on a flight down here. I was speaking to a group of people. I had never been to Miami, and I was driving across the causeway from the airport, looked up. I was over by Star Island, and I'm like, this place is so beautiful. <laughs> Called my wife on the phone. And I said, we had already sold our home in Los Angeles because they were acting like idiots over there. So we're like, we got to get away from the idiots. And I called my wife. We didn't know where we were going to move to. We just knew we were going to move away. And I called her. I said, we're moving to Miami. I had a newborn at the time. I said, we're moving to Miami. Get your bags ready. We're coming over here. She had never been here. It was my first time here, but I was so impressed with the city, the people, the beauty here that we sometimes take for granted. Uh, and we were out here three months later. Wow. Been we are here, lucky to have you because I know oh, you're, you. you're new, not necessarily new, but you moved here and now you're already giving back to our community. So we are blessed well, and lucky to have you. 
Yeah, and that's the thing about businesses and entrepreneurs. We came here with three employees. We have 150 employees right here in Aventura, 25,000 square foot building. You know, we're giving people jobs here, good paying jobs uh, in Aventura. And, you know, what does that do? That sends people to the Publix and Chipotle's and the Starbucks and the, the local businesses, and they're buying homes and renting apartments. So that's what drives economies. Absolutely. And and again, I mean, to me, it's so important that you're not forgetting those that are homeless, that are hungry. Uh, and I know it's because you have, you know, you have your very own story of wh why do you help? Why is it so important for you to give back? Yeah, look, I told my mom, I, I grew up with a single mother. My dad died when I was 10 years old. And I, I desperately wanted to be successful, even as a 10-year-old. I wanted to take care of my mom. I wanted to take care of my family. I wanted to be the hero because my hero had gone, right? My dad died and, and, and left that vacuum. And so I told my mom when I was 16 years old, um, I said, Mom, one day I'm going to be a super successful person and I'm going to help a lot of people. So I'm not, you know, I'm interested in feeding homeless, you know, people that need it, need it. Like I'm interested in giving back to people that need, but I also don't want to overlook or discount all the other people that maybe have food on their plates and they have housing, but they need direction and guidance or businesses that are failing that need help. So Cardone Enterprises, what we do is we, we help companies, startup companies, small companies, even large companies grow their businesses so they can be successful and expand regardless of what's going on in the economy. Yeah, and we know all about that because we are all about doing, you know, programs and taking individuals from being homeless to being successful to having a job. So yeah. thank you so much for having that philosophy because I think it really helps not to just, like you say, it's not just a temporary solution. It should be something to last you a lifetime, right? Um, but yeah. I want to know, oh, my God, I know you're doing a Discovery Channel show that starts in January. Tell us all about that show because I cannot yeah, wait personally. <laughs> yeah, this is this in January, Discovery Channel called me and said, "Look, we did a hit. Show. We did a show last year that was a big hit for us called Undercover Billionaire." And this guy basically gets dropped off in a city. It ended up being Erie. Uh, a guy named Glenn Stearns got dropped off in Erie, Pennsylvania, Erie, Pennsylvania, or something. And um, they get they took away all his money. He's a super successful guy. He lives in Miami, by the way. And He went there with $100. He had to build a million-dollar business. He didn't make it. He only has 90 days to do it. He didn't make it, but they called me and said, hey, watch the show. We want you to do it. And yeah. I watched the show, and I'm like, "You, a person had to be crazy to do this. And I called him up and said, I'll do it. Wow. And so in February, they dropped me off in a city I've never been, took away my credit cards, my money, my name. I shaved my head because I got a big social media following and we they were worried that I'd be found out there. Um, shaved my head. My family couldn't go with me. I couldn't take my any, any anything that I had. Imagine, you can't use your name. You're in a new city. No one knows you. You have no money. I had $100, no food, no water, and no place to live. And I have to turn it into a million-dollar business. Wow. I can't, I can't tell you what happens, but I can tell you I will make – Miami, very proud. Oh, <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I already have it in uh, record, uh, and I cannot wait to see it. And again, I mean, it, it's really important because not only you're doing all these things and you're helping your employees, 
uh, but you're also, you know, serving as a guide and a light in our community right here in Miami. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, and and I think it's important. You know, you can you can feed somebody, you can take care of them for Thanksgiving or Christmas. You can send people gifts. You can give them a pat on the back. But there also comes a time where those that can need to be examples. And the reason I did this show was because the number one question people ask me is, if you lost it all, what would you do? And Discovery gave me an opportunity to show people, not tell people, to show them what a person, if they know, have a track record. Imagine if I drop you off tonight in a town you'd never been and you, you only had $100. What would be the first thing you would do? What would be the second thing you would do? Well, because of my experience in business for 35 years, lots of mistakes, uh, lots of breaks, um, I put together a strategy and a plan where people can watch this show starting January 6th on Discovery Channel, and they can watch me strategically go from nothing to building a million-dollar business and do it in 90 days mid-COVID, mid the entire country being shut down. So I think it's really, really important that people give. They give gifts. They give support. They give guidance. But at some point, when you get in a position, if you can be an example, quit telling people what to do and start showing them what you have to do to be successful. This is what politicians can't do. Our local politicians can't do it, and our national politicians, they're too busy getting reelected to actually show people what to do to be successful. So I think this is going to be a great show for discovery and for for people not just in America but around the world because this, this show will play around the world. Again, I, I cannot wait because you're right. Not only is it only $100, it's not only that you're in a new city, but we have to consider and remember that the pandemic is being such a challenge, right, for the entire world, really, to be honest. Uh, I think everyone is, is, has, has been hit one way or another by the pandemic. So I can only imagine all the challenges you had to face. Well, it's crazy because, you know, when I was complaining, this is pre-COVID, I was complaining <laughs> about where I was sleeping. I was complaining about where I was going to find my meal. I was complaining about everything. And then COVID hit. The country starts getting shut down, restaurants, bars, churches, everything, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, when you're not, when you're not grateful, when you're not grateful, the, this universe will take away whatever you are grateful for until you finally say, okay, quit taking stuff away from me. I got to get my game together here. Yes, and that's, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way right about now. It's been quite a year uh, for all of yeah. us. And uh, again, I mean, there is people like you that are in a position to help, like you said, and, and this is exactly what I want our listeners to be encouraged by. I mean, anyone can be the change and the light for someone else. And it doesn't take to be a billionaire or a millionaire or have a lot of money. It just takes to have the desire, right, to spread that joy around the world. Yeah, to, to have the desire. But, look, if you don't have money, life is very difficult. Life is difficult with money, but it's almost impossible without it. So people have to figure their money thing out. And, unfortunately, our school systems today are not really, you know, they're getting us through our courses barely, but they're not. They're not teaching us. How do I get myself in a good financial situation? We thank you so much. We thank you for joining us. I know we're out of thank time, you, but I cannot you. wait to do I another interview guys, with okay? you. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Be great. <laughs> Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Commission and Broward at Reach Centers. I'm so excited. Uh, we have on the phone with us today Alejandro Barriga. 
He is from a wonderful organization called Books for You. Welcome, Alejandro. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, yeah, no, thank you for inviting me to this. This is a great honor. Oh, my God. We're so grateful. I mean, thank you so much for the amazing donation of books that you did for Christmas. I mean, right on time for the children that received toys and gifts from us. They also received a book. Reading is so important. I'm a great believer of the importance of reading every day. So you have no idea what a blessing this was for the children and for the moms and for the families. So thank you so much for doing that again. Uh, I'm sure the children are still reading the many books that they received. So we are grateful for that. So tell me about Books for You. So Books for You, basically how it started off was um, I was throwing out the trash and I saw that, you know, my neighbors were throwing out, um, you know, books, right? And I was thinking to myself, well, I mean, this could be used for better use. Uh, you can do something more with it. You can see, like, there's a potential that I saw into it. So with that, um, I just started to collect with it because, I mean, I didn't want to just leave the books here because, first of all, they're, like, in good condition. So with that, I started to, uh, you know, donate and collecting and all that. Um, right after that, I invited a close friend of mine. Her name is uh, Isabella Garcia. Uh, we're both 17, um, but books for you started at 16, well, 15, because, you know, I'm right. 16. Um, you know, I'm in 12th grade, and some, I mean, the most things that I've done recently with books for you is donate, collect, and yeah, that's kind of how it started, just a bunch of asking around for books, collecting, organizing, and donating. That is that is wonderful. And, and again, you're already doing it. Uh, so if our listeners are interested in seeing what you're doing or helping in any way, or if you're accepting books, maybe they want to donate books to you. How can they find you? How can they follow you? I know everything today is about social media, right? Yeah. So um, books for you started off with uh, Instagram. You could find it at BFY Miami. So B and then FY at Miami, of course, on Instagram. And there you could find everything. Um, you'll be able to notice that we've collected around 10,000 books and we started in the beginning of March. So basically eight months already. And we already collected, we already donated about around 10,000 books. And, um, I mean, sorry, that's received. We've donated 7,000, 7,000 books to various different communities and also internationally. We've done, we've gone to Venezuela, Honduras, Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Um, so another way you could find us is through our new social media, which is Books for you, which is Books for You on Facebook, Books for You Miami. And we're recently going to be opening up a website that's coming up for, you know, Books for You, of course, so they can know more about us. But if the supporters, you know, people that would like to go help us out and everything, we have a GoFundMe page on our Instagram, which you could find in our bio. You could support us by that, you know, by giving us, you know, a little variant amount of um, I guess money, if you'd call it. Uh, so, you know, they can make, you know, giving out books a lot more easier. Um, there's that way, or there's also just DMing us on, you know, if they have books, because again, we go anywhere to collect them. So all people do is just DM us about the books they have, the place, the, the place that they want us to collect us to. And yeah, we just go over there so that there's no contact. And yeah, that's kind of how we collect them. 
That's amazing. Thank you so much. I hope you never lose the art of reading and having books around in our lives. This is such an important work that you're doing, BFY Miami. And you can find them in social media. If you were busy driving, please call me. I have all of the information for Alejandro. I can give it to you. Alejandro, keep up the good work. Thank you for your donation. And we hope to see you again real soon. Thank you for joining us today. Well, every week we come to you with so many interviews of people doing uh, great things in our community. But, you know, the highlight uh, of our program really is when we get to talk to people who are going through life change or have gone through life change. And I'm so happy that today I have with me Daryl. And first of all, I want to say welcome to the program, Daryl. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Well, Daryl, let's go back in time um, and tell us something about what maybe led you to come to the uh, Miami Rescue Mission, or if you want to go back even further to family life, just start us somewhere. Uh, let's go back a little farther uh, to our family life. Uh, actually, uh, I'm a native here uh, of Miami, Florida, and uh, originally uh, my family lived over town. And uh, to up to about the age of 12, we moved uh, into a home in Carroll City. And uh, I went to uh, Carroll City High, and uh, I was uh, a really kind of like dysfunctional kid. Uh, You know, I wanted to do things my way, you know. And uh, I really didn't uh, care for uh, a lot of company and stuff. And uh, so I I got into whatever I wanted to do, and I... Later on, I found myself uh, getting in trouble, you know, and uh, being arrested, uh, you know, being kicked out of school, things like that. Then along came uh, drugs and uh, the partying and stuff. And uh, so uh, I kind of like, you know, I kind of chilled out for a while. And I met a young lady and uh, we got married and I began to raise the family. And uh, we was doing well and, uh, you know, really nice uh, having a family and, and I have two kids. And uh, I met uh, what you call Mr. Crack Cocaine later on. And I uh, had never experienced such a thing. And uh, it really devastated my life. Uh, ended up getting a divorce. My wife, she divorced me. Uh, and uh, so we were we were divorced, and uh, she went her way, I went my way. Well, we still, you know, we had a relationship, but uh, it was nothing, you know, intimate. Uh, I uh, went on <clears throat> with my life, but I was still doing drugs. And uh, even though I would, you know, have a job, but uh, after a while I would have to get another job because of the people, you know, would see that... Uh, Hey, look, uh, this guy's not doing what he's supposed to do. You know right. what I'm saying? And uh, <clears throat> so uh, eventually, uh, I found myself uh, renting a room inside uh, what they call the trap house. It's really a drug house uh, where they sell and smoke and stuff. So, uh, having a background of uh, of the church in my life, uh, there was some convictions, certain things, you know. Uh, I would I couldn't find myself to do even though I was getting high, mm-hmm. and the people found me kind of strange, and they would even tell me, "Look, man, you don't even belong here," and uh, you have a conscience. Oh yes, I did, and um, <clears throat> so uh, it came to a point. Even the job I had at that time, uh, I lost it, 
And uh, I found myself sleeping on the street. Mm. And I was too ashamed to go to my family. And uh, the condition I was in, I really didn't want them to see me like that. Right. And uh, so uh, I found myself sleeping on the bench out there by the bay, uh, not far from the mission. And uh, I woke up uh, one morning and my breakfast was off of a, a tree, a secret tree. I had no money, no, 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 no clothing, just what I had on my back. And uh, I uh, I ate from this uh, seagrape tree, and uh, then I walked along the water edge, and I actually I began to pray. Mm. And uh, so I walked, and uh, I met some people along the way, and then uh, I had asked them about the Miami Rescue Mission. I had heard about it, you know, mm. just hear people talking about it. And so being hungry and looking for food, I, I uh, asked them, where can I go to get some meat? And they told me, yeah, the Miami Rescue Mission. They feed Okay, Daryl, I hate to interrupt you right now, but we're going to stop right there. And we're going to pick up in just a moment and find out what did bring you to the Miami Rescue Mission. Don't turn that dial to hear the rest of Daryl's story. Well, we're back. We're with Daryl. He's going to tell the rest of his story. We're right at the point where he woke up on a bench uh, by the bay. His breakfast was sea grapes. I've eaten those before. They're not very tasty. And uh, you're walking and you're praying and you met some people and you ask them about the Miami Rescue Mission. So let's pick up your story right there. Oh, yes. uh, I was told uh, where the Miami Rescue was. I found it welcomed in uh, to a nice meal. So I came in and we sat. We waited to be uh, led into the dining hall. And uh, after getting in there, man, I, I just like gorged myself. Like I was surprised to see all the wonderful stuff they had there. Oh man. And I ate like a hug. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, um, this particular time uh, I ate and then I left. And then the next day I came back. Mm-hmm. But when I came back, Leaving from the mill, I asked a person at the desk, and I said, how can you get into this program? Mm -hmm. And that person told me, say, come Monday, Monday morning, be here at such and such a time. Mm -hmm. And so I was there, and I entered in uh, that morning, that Monday morning. There were several other people in line waiting to be interviewed. And uh, we came in, and... uh, I got a chance to uh, meet some new people, and we talked about, you know, some of the things we were going through and, and you know, even about what we were going through at that time, being, uh, you know, new members of... You're the newbies. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, uh, but to make a long story short, since I've been to the rescue mission here, I've been so blessed. It's It's like God did something on the inside of me. It, he changed my heart, even though in the past I was introduced to Christ, but never before had I made him my Lord in my life. And this is something that God did in my heart. It was something that it I had nothing to do with this. He did it, and uh, all I wanted to do was to know him and to know change. Mm. And so this time of... Uh, one evening, as you know, they have a uh, service in the evenings, and we're required to go to uh, 
the meetings and uh, I was at this particular meeting and one of the people had uh, they had a, a acoustic guitar and at the end of the service I asked, I asked the guy could I like you know check it out yeah. he said sure so I gave him a quick testimony of what God was doing even at that time in my life so the guy he uh he he let me uh play a song that God had put on my heart and the next time they came Mm. They brought me a brand new acoustic guitar. Wow. And I've been praising God ever since. And uh, I've been uh, have, uh, given the privilege to uh, sing with a bunch of other guys there, the Regeneration Band here, to minister to the people about what Christ is doing in our lives. And uh, it's so, been, and you've also been able to hone in on your talent that you already had. Um, and you get to practice, and you you get to use that to bless others. Oh, uh, that's that's a great, great, great honor. And uh, I love to praise God, and I love I just love the people because uh, He shows me where He brought me from, and I know that He can do that for other people. And I want to see the other people come in and experience the love of God. Well, Daryl, because um, we're right at the end here, what is your goal? Well, my goal is, first of all, to complete the Alpha program. Mm -hmm. I'm now uh, in Alpha 114, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, I've been... That means you're upperclassmen. Yes, ma'am. And uh, I've been assigned uh, the captain of the team and uh, have this responsibility. My goal is to, you know, take, first of all, the steps that are necessary, you know, like such as uh, remembering where I come from, number one. My goal is to reach these goals uh, that I have uh, by you know, working in the community as a positive force. And okay. I, I've already... Uh, I'm going to have to stop you, Daryl, only because we're at the end here. But what a powerful, powerful testimony that you have. I'm going to ask our listeners, would you continue to pray for Daryl? Just remember his name. Lift him up. And there's hundreds of men, women, and children that come through our doors in Hollywood and in Miami. They all need your prayers. And uh, just pray that as they come in, you know, I can honestly say, Daryl, that your change started with a prayer and a meal. Uh, you prayed by the bay. You came for that first meal. We often say hope begins with a meal, and you are proof positive of that. Thank you for sharing oh, your story. You're welcome. Very welcome. Wow, what a great testimony. You know, that's what it's all about when we are working with the homeless and the needy in our communities. We're working with hundreds of people every day, thousands of people every single year in our centers in Miami and in Broward. And yet, you know, when it comes down to the changed life, either a woman and her child or a man, and what happens? What really ticks? Where, where does the light go off in a person's brain? You know, sometimes people have to come through our center one or two or three times. They're called chronic homeless. Uh, they go to other centers. And yet something happens with a lot of people that come through the very first time and they just say, you know something, I'm not going to live on the streets. I'm not going to live in an abusive relationship. I'm not going to do the things I did. I'm not going to keep continue to use drugs. Here's a place that I have safety. I have food. I have people around me that care and I'm going to uh, do something with my life. You know, this is New Year. So Happy New Year again. Uh, this is our 99th year of serving the homeless and needy. We began in 1922, so this is our 99th year. Looking forward to our 100th 
uh, year celebration next year. We're going to have a lot of festivities and getting ready for that, even in the midst of the pandemic. But many people and their, their, their New Year's resolutions, they want to make some uh, changes in their life. And maybe this year you're just saying, I just want to survive. I just want to get by. But a lot of times it's dealing with their health and nutrition and uh, getting some exercise in, you know, trying to lose a little weight. I, I call that a health lifestyle change. Don't worry about the weight. Eat healthier. Eat better. Get some exercise and that weight will disappear. Uh, and so people say, you know, I want to do this. But, you know, how many times you or I have broken our resolutions in the first weeks? You know, sometimes uh, maybe take a little longer. Well, when people come into our program, they have a resolution that they want to change their life. Uh, they, they're tired of, of being a beggar. They're tired of being on the street corner. They're tired of sleeping in the cold. They're tired of being abused and beat. And, uh, you know, that's a good lofty goal to have. But many times, you know, they, if they don't get the right help or they don't really have the right um, motives, they fail. And so just like you and I can fail in a, in a New Year's resolution, even with all of our good intentions, uh, we can fail. And, and it's so wonderful when we go through and we see ourselves really completing the things, the goals that we set out for ourselves and for our family. And the same thing with those that are going through our programs. You know, normally every year we have a giant graduation ceremony. We're going to have one this year. It's going to be different. Last year we had to postpone it from March into the fall, but we still had a closed system graduation where the men and women could walk down in caps and gowns and to reflect on all their accomplishments and many of them had already moved out because they've gotten their job, they've gotten a place to stay, but they came back. And we're going to look forward to that again. You know, we can't do that without the help of the community. I want to thank everybody, especially during the holiday season, that donated food items for us, that donated toys for our great Christmas outreach, that donated clothing, that gave financially, that prayed for us and prayed for those that we're serving it really made a difference. Uh, it's strange. You know, all nonprofits are going through a hard time as far as finances, and rightfully so. People don't know exactly what their own future is going to be like. We had a, a very good outpouring of support during the fall, and yet here we are in winter. Uh, we still need people's help. We're serving every single day. Uh, we're not where we are financially. I'm not going to come out here and beg for funds. Uh, but I would really appreciate and we would really appreciate you considering to start off the new year helping those that are homeless, those that are hungry, those that are tired, those that really want to change their life. Uh, we have a monthly program called Meals a Month, uh, and you can go to get to that by caringplace.org. You'll see right there on the on the side it says Meals a Month program, you know, for ten dollars a month, twenty dollars a month. Uh, you can provide hot, delicious uh, meals and hope. Each meal is about $2.10, and that's not just a, a crust of bread or, or some soup. That's a really good meal. So go to caringplace.org. Find out how you can get involved. Become a volunteer. We're getting our uh, hygiene drive started soon. Uh, maybe you can give financially, or maybe there's some other areas you'd like to help us in. Well, God bless you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for the very best in this brand new year of 2021. And tuned in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.